Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, Sports, and Weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. School board member arrested for family violence. School board member fined for ethics infraction. Early voting begins in Mansfield. Proclamations, presentations, coffee, and veterans. We cover it all in a moment with the mayor. Halloween falls on a Monday this year, so what day will we be trick-or-treating in Mansfield? Stay tuned. We have the answer. Jonathan Dodd, what's coming up in sports today? A big win for one MISD team as the end of the season nears. Coming up in the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, a spooky science report for Halloween. Take your best shot. This is Angel B. Asadi with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, and we'll be talking about a few preventative things that you can do now to reduce your chances of becoming sick. How do you hire the right real estate agent? I'm Beth Steinke, and today I will give you the keys to asking all the right questions on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may have you celebrating Halloween a little early. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with Mansfield Deputy City Manager, Shelley Lanners. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams, a calibration chiropractic in functional health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Hi, I'm MISD School Board President Courtney Lackey Wilson, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. MISD School Board member Bianca Benavides Anderson was arrested early Sunday morning on assault causing bodily injury family violence charges. School Board President Courtney Lackey Wilson published a text stating that because Anderson is an elected official, the issue must be handled by the MISD Board of Trustees. Lackey Wilson has consulted with the district's legal counsel and is assessing the situation. 
According to a statement from the Mansfield Police, quote, At approximately 2 a.m., the Mansfield Police Department responded to the 700 block of Ascot Park in reference to a domestic disturbance. During the investigation, officers determined that there was probable cause to arrest Bianca Benavides Anderson for assault, bodily injury, family violence. She was transported to the Mansfield Jail and was released to the jail staff without incident. End quote. Anderson was elected to the school board in May and voted in as secretary in September. About Mansfield reached out to Benavides Anderson on Monday afternoon for comment but received no response. Elsewhere in MISD News, board member Craig Tipping received a $500 fine from the Texas Ethics Commission for allegedly accepting a political campaign contribution in May of this year. The complaint alleges that Tipping accepted a political contribution from CW Ray Contracting, a domestic for-profit corporation, on May 16, 2022 in violation of the election code and by making or authorizing a political expenditure wholly or partly from the contribution. In response to the complaint, Tipping acknowledged the violations but stated that they were not intentional and that he believed the source of the contribution was Carrie Ray, an individual who is the owner of CW Ray Contracting, because Carrie Ray had previously made a political contribution. Tipping's 30-day pre-election report for the May election confirms that he accepted a $150 monetary contribution from Carrie Ray in March of 2022. Tipping also stated that he did not review the check because it was grouped together with a large number of other contribution checks collected from a fundraising event that were deposited as a batch. A person may not knowingly accept a political contribution that is in violation of Chapter 253 of the Election Code, and a corporation may not make a contribution that is not authorized by the same chapter. About Mansfield reached out to Tipping on Monday afternoon for a comment and received no response. Early voting began on Monday for the midterm elections and runs through November 4th. All registered voters are welcome to cast their ballots at any vote center within the county they are registered. The Tarrant County ballot consists of 35 pages ranging from the governor's race, lieutenant governor, and attorney general to county clerk and justice of the peace. Printed sample ballots will be allowed inside the vote centers, but you may not refer to an electronic device, such as a tablet or smartphone, for notes. You can find sample ballots for Tarrant, Dallas, and Ellis counties on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the Links tab. Election Day is Tuesday, November 8th. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We say top of the morning to Michael Evans here on About Mansfield. Good morning, my friend. How are you today? I am outstanding. And uh, you dressed in your, your suit and your purple you're yeah. looking like you're outstanding as well. Boy, you're such a kind man. You know, I, I have a face meant for radio. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get into let's get into the uh, the council meeting before it gets any sillier. Uh, started okay. with two proclamations. Yes, sir. We proclaimed uh, October 2022 as the Awareness Month. That is an autoimmune disease and also a form of of. Uh, uh, cancer. And um, we just want uh, people to be aware of uh, this disorder. And um, we think that, you know, the more that we shine a light on uh, this 
uh, disorder as well as others helps people to be more informed. Now, my understanding is is that uh, this particular uh, medical condition affects about seven. 18 million Americans. And um, I'm going to tell you, I had not ever heard of it. So uh, we asked Ms. Bree McCormick uh, to come in. Uh, she's a young lady who is surviving with uh, uh, dysautonomia, and uh, she informed us. Matter of fact, uh, if people want to know more about it, uh, they can uh, just simply go to our, our website, our city website. And uh, I had the opportunity to uh, be uh, Steve Casio, and I interviewed her, sir. Nice. Yeah, regarding this particular uh, matter. We offered another proclamation, thank you, uh, to the National Code Compliance uh, Group and, and that entire team. Uh, we appreciate them because they enhance the neighborhood safety and, and they preserve our property values as well. Two presentations after the two proclamations. Uh, the Salvation Army was recognized uh, and they recognized the city of Mansfield as, as uh, this year's winner of the mayoral challenge. As you know, um, we raised over $101,000 and I could not have done that without uh, the help of my predecessor, uh, who is now our Texas House Rep, uh, David Cook. I appreciate him and helping us to raise those dollars. We raise more money than our uh, neighboring cities, Arlington, Grand Prairie, uh, man, you you name it, uh, Hirsch, Euless, Bedford, all of them together. And um, the Arlington mayor, you know, he's a big old guy. But I yeah. tell you what, it's like David and Goliath. We took down the giant. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we won, and uh, we hope that they can do better themselves. And Oh, and also our city secretary, Susanna Moran, uh, she, uh, she won the uh, MVP award for her dedication to this cause. So it was a great night uh, for that. And, and who can say enough about our public library? Yes. Our public library staff, they were awarded $23,500 uh, in grant funding uh, from the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Texas State Library and Archives Commission. And, and they've been given this money to develop a mobile maker space. So they'll be bringing uh, to our neighborhoods a, a, a van that will uh, allow people to get in there and to uh, just come up with great ideas for crafts and, and stuff like that. So we're bringing the library to the people. And um, library patrons will, will also have uh, new amenities. And it's all been made possible through this uh, outside funding. Huh. A mobile makerspace. A mobile makerspace. And you and I both are going to get out there. And we're going to get those scissors and that glue and we're going to go for it. 14 items on the consent agenda. Now, we don't have to go through all 14, but uh, coffee and veterans. Well, <laughs> it's kind of a good mix. Yeah, it, it, it is. A, it is a great mix. Uh, let me just I'll just highlight the two big ones. And, and thank you for you led me right into that. Look, we approved a, a specific use permit for Flying Squirrel, our own neighborhood uh, coffee shop. And uh, Steve, they're going to now have the opportunity to operate a second location uh, with a, a drive through at the former Ray's Pharmacy uh, on uh, East Broad Street. And um, I, I tell you what, I'm excited about this. They do a great Great job there in downtown, and it's always good to see our local businesses expanding, and uh, we wish them good luck. Now, you mentioned our veterans. Listen, um, we are proud uh, to uh, have approved an activation grant for our friends at the Mansfield Veterans Memorial Foundation to host the displays as part of our uh, Veterans Day parade and uh, salute uh, festivities. Now, we will have uh, two displays this year. One is going to be the Remember the Fall 
fallen, and uh, the other will uh, be be offering honor to uh, women who served in the armed forces. And uh, you know what? It, that parade is just around the corner. I mean, it's coming November the 5th. We're going to be in the downtown area, and uh, we are really excited about um, uh, the, the way that we just thank our hometown uh, heroes. Absolutely. Anything else going on? Yeah, you know what? Uh, as a matter of fact, on uh, October 25th uh, was the uh, grand opening and celebration of the uh, Mansfield Library expansion. And and you know what? I just would like to invite people to uh, come and see uh, what their tax dollars have paid for. And I believe that they're going to be uh, quite impressed. So, you know, a lot of great things happening in the great city of Mansfield, Texas. And uh, we want folks to get out and to enjoy this beautiful fall weather. We do this every other week on About Mansfield, the Wednesday following the city council meetings. It's a moment with the mayor, Michael Evans. Go out and have take on the day. You know what? Got to go get it. Thank you so very much, Steve. Appreciate you. Halloween is on Monday. What day will we be trick-or-treating in Mansfield? This question comes up every year on social media, and the answer is always the same. Trick-or-treating always takes place on October 31st, whether it's a weekday or not. There is no start time or ending time, but many residents tend to turn out the lights after 9 p.m. On a safety note, keep an eye out for the little ghosts and goblins who walk the street just before sunset, and happy trick-or-treating. Big weekend for Timberview. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. The Timberview Wolves remain unbeaten after taking down the Sunset Bison, winning in tremendous fashion, 80 to nothing, and moving to 8-0 on the year. The Wolves scored at least two touchdowns in every quarter, including racking up 37 points in the first. Next up for Timberview is a team that could challenge their attempt to remain undefeated in the North Richland Hills Royals, who enter the contest at 7-1, coming off a loss to Birdville last Friday. That game will be played at home. Mansfield started the season 6-0, but have dropped their last two contests, most recently to Waxahachie in a 31-20 loss at home. Senior quarterback Sergio Kennedy went 19-33 for and threw for one touchdown and a pick in the loss. They will look to get back on track when they face a winless Skyline team at home this Thursday. Summit has had a back-and-forth season, and they are back at 500 on the year after losing to Everman 14-33. The Jaguars had a good night rushing, gaining 303 yards on 57 carries in the loss. Summit has a good chance to climb over 500 again when 1-7 Joshua comes to town this Friday. And the Lake Ridge Eagles and Legacy Broncos faced off in a district matchup, with the Eagles getting the win 35-21. Freshman running back Racine Galori notched three touchdowns and 153 yards rushing in the win. Both teams now have a record of 3-5, with the Eagles playing Waxahachie this Friday, while the Broncos will play Cedar Hill on Thursday. And this week's high and low scores of Texas high school football, Gunter had about as good of a game as a team can have, shutting out Lone Oak 84 to nothing. This game is also your goose egg score of the week, a rare double win for Gunter. And this week's low score goes to the thrilling contest between Catula and Lytle, with Catula finishing out on top 6 to nothing. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We love getting feedback from the community. And if you have a comment about the show, you know, the good, the bad, or the ugly, you can reach us by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. By the way, we want to give a shout out to Bulldog Custom Woodworking up there in Arlington for the beautiful work that they did on our new studio talk table. Go check them out and see what the father and son duo can do for you. 
bulldogcustomwoodworking.com. Monday, October 31st, not only Halloween, but it's also National Knock Knock Jokes Day, that day where we get to go around and tell jokes that on the lame scale are second only to dad jokes. Knock Knock culture goes as far back as the 1600s when the porter in Shakespeare's Macbeth delivered a knock knock who's there in a humorous manner. In 2015, Alex and Andrea Rose from South Lake, right up the road, right there in South Lake, Texas, broke the world record for the most knock-knock jokes told in one minute. They told 24. So, Colleen, if you don't mind, knock-knock. Who's there? Accordion. Accordion who? Accordion to Colleen, it's time for the weather for the upcoming week, Colleen. This is a podcast, so unfortunately, it's probably hard to discern my facial expression in reaction to the knock-knock joke. Let's just continue on with my accordion-free weather forecast for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. After a rainy and windy start to the week, the temperatures are finally going to settle into some fall-like temperatures. We have a 50% chance of rain again Thursday night into Friday, but so far it looks like the weather for Halloween next Monday will be clear and perfect. We're looking at a high of 74 Wednesday, 75 Thursday, 64 Friday, 66 Saturday, 70 Sunday, 73 Monday, Monday, which is Halloween, and 77 degrees Tuesday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers be turned off this week. Thanks to Monday's rainstorm, our lawns have received enough water for the week. As the days get colder, be sure to check your irrigation controller settings and adjust them to make sure they are not watering for summer weather. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Sheila Betzel, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was the name of the full-service filling station that occupied the corner of Main and Broad Streets for 50 years? 
Sheila is no stranger to winning our trivia questions and knew that the Sells service station was operated by Harold and Mary Sells along with their son Bill from 1950 to 1991 when Bill's wife Brenda joined the staff. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. We'll receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Public Library was established in 1929 and was originally operated out of the corners of stores, cramped space in city buildings, and, for a while, in the waiting room of a doctor's office. This week's trivia question is, from 1929 to 1960, who was Mansfield's first librarian? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, having served from 1929 to 1960, who was Mansfield's first librarian? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Michelle Newsom, Mansfield School Board Trustee, and you're listening to about Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb has a spooky report for Halloween. Thank you, Steve. 
Every so often, a very spooky thing shows up in my social media. Nobody knows who wrote it, but it is persistently out there on the internet. Spooky. I will read it to you. Here goes. You, yes, each of you who hears the sound of my voice, you are a ghost driving a meat-covered skeleton made of stardust, riding a rock hurtling through space. Fear nothing. This is a remarkably vivid 20 mysterious words actually telling the story of the origin of life on our planet, encouraging each of us to celebrate the miracle of our existence. I analyze. The first thing, you were a ghost, which is one of the terms for the mystery of human consciousness. Next piece, driving a meat-covered skeleton made of stardust, which is a spooky description of our own human body. The skeleton made of stardust tells a story. Except for hydrogen and helium, which were thought to have been created in the Big Bang start of the universe, all of the other elements were produced by nuclear fusion inside stars. Carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, calcium in our skeletons, iron in our blood came together as the massive pressure and temperature inside stars fused hydrogen and helium into the heavier elements. All these heavier atoms remain locked up inside stars until the star explodes in its old age, releasing these elements out to the universe. Gravity later pulls this debris together to make new stars and planets. Around each star, some of the debris was left over to condense into planets, and here we are, riding a rock hurtling through space, referring to our planet. The oxygen we breathe, the iron in our blood, and the calcium in our skeletons have been inside one or more stars, and after our sun dies, long in the future, these, our own atoms, will be scattered to end up in another star or its planets or things on the planet. Perhaps a billion years in the future, our body's own atoms will end up in the body of a person-like thing, listening to a podcast-like thing, to hear a similar explanation of where her atoms came from. The last phrase, fear nothing, just reminds us that our normal human existence is as miraculously badass as any scary science fiction imagery. I prefer to think of myself as miraculous, maybe even a scary science fiction being, and I try to fear nothing. I urge you also to fear nothing. If you have any questions about science, send me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here to beat the odds on becoming sick in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. With the arrival of fall, ushers in allergies, cold, flu. Your best defense is always to get a flu shot. A seasonal flu vaccine is the first and most important step and protecting yourself against the seasonal flu. People with underlying health problems, chronic illnesses, or high-risk groups, including pregnant women, children younger than age 5, and people over the age of 50 are urged to get a flu shot. This also includes people with chronic health conditions such as asthma, diabetes, or heart disease. Anyone who lives with or is in close contact with someone on the list make getting a flu shot a top priority. Vaccines are safe and effective, and it's especially important for people at high risk for getting complications from the flu, like pneumonia. So get the flu vaccine. 
I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Buying or selling? Realtor Beth Steinke always has great information with the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. The Mansfield Real Estate Report is all about making you the most informed consumers in the marketplace. Today, I'm excited to share with you top questions to ask a real estate agent before you hire them. Here we go. How long have you been an agent? An agent that's been in the business for a good amount of time will be able to anticipate problems before they arise and have tried and tested negotiation techniques. They will also have established relationships with other real estate professionals in the area. For reference, the median experience of a realtor is eight years. How many homes do you sell every year? Real estate agents represent an average of 12 buyers or sellers per year, according to the National Association of Realtors. If your agent is batting way below that, it could be a red flag. Do you work as a full-time or part-time agent? Full-time agents are more likely to be able to devote more time to working for you than someone who's pursuing real estate on the side. Do you work with both buyers and sellers? Many agents work as either buyer specialist or seller specialist. While it's great to find someone who specializes, an agent who does both could offer some great insights on either side of the process. How many buyer clients do you have right now? This is a line to toe carefully. Too many clients may mean your agent doesn't have time to devote to you. Too few may be cause for concern. What's the ratio of buyers to sellers that you represent? Getting a feel for the ratio of buyers to sellers will give you some indication of your agent's area of expertise. If they have a balanced roster of clients, it could mean that they're very knowledgeable about both sides of the process. There isn't a magic number to look out for, but having an agent that knows their business numbers is someone that is a true professional business owner. Have you helped buyers find homes in these areas? We call this geographic competence, and it's a big deal. Your real estate agent should be knowledgeable about the area that you're looking at and have sold homes in and around that area. Have you helped buyers find homes at these price ranges? Price ranges can dramatically alter the way a home is marketed, and it also can alter the way agents view them. You're less likely to get attention from an agent who specializes in multi-million dollar listings if your budget is $300,000. Will I be working with you individually or with a team? If you enter into an agent-buyer relationship with the understanding that the agent will be handling you personally, it can be alarming to be handed off to an assistant. Be clear about who you will be primarily dealing with, what your agent will handle personally, and what gets delegated to their support staff. It's very important for an agent to have a good support system behind them to make sure that the buyer is fully taken care of. Having a good support system sets buyers up to win because we can provide top quality service all the way to the closing table. What professional contacts do you have? Mortgage broker, appraiser, inspector, real estate attorney, general contractor, moving companies, and anything else that you can think of involving homes should be things that your agent can recommend. Your agent's network may be just as important as their team. How do you help buyers compete in this market? Whether you're looking to buy in a competitive or challenging market, this is a great question to ask an agent to learn what tools they have in their toolkit of services to help you get to closing. I've said it many times before, having a real estate agent on speed dial is a critical piece of your life puzzle. When you find a good one, never let them go. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield real estate market update. As of Tuesday, October 25th, there are 128 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from a $200,000 home with the list topping out at nearly 2 million for a 7,000 square foot home on two and a half acres. Last week, 19 homes sold in Mansfield at an average price of 522,000, representing 98% of asking price. 
Those homes were on the market for an average of 37 days. Nothing shocking to report there. Sales in Mansfield continue to remain stable. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is celebrating Halloween a little early in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the Spooky Teeny. Continuing with our fall-inspired cocktails, I have a cocktail that not only looks fancy, but tastes that way too. But don't worry about taking notes, as always, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients, you're going to need about an ounce and a half of bourbon. Again, whatever your favorite is. You're going to need a half ounce of Bailey's Irish Cream. You're going to need one ounce of Monin Candy Corn Syrup. Yes, that's right, candy corn syrup. And you're going to need two ounces of half and half. For the garnish, you're going to need a quality chocolate syrup. My favorite is always going to be the Ghirardelli Black Label. So preparation, you're going to pour all the ingredients into a shaker glass, top with ice, and shake thoroughly. Inside a chilled martini glass, you're going to create a web effect on the inside of the glass to make it look spooky, which comes with the name. And then you're going to strain the cocktail into the martini glass. Again, the glassware is a traditional martini's glass. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input on this week's cocktail. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield Podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And if you're a listener to the podcast with any regularity, you know that I like to have people come in who, who work for the city and talk about really what they do for the city. What are they doing with the money that we give them. Yeah, you know, we pay taxes here in town and and that helps pay for uh pay for their salary. So, in the studio today, it's been a a a pleasure talking with her off the air and now let's uh let's get her back on on the air. Uh the deputy city manager, Shelly Lanners, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Where does the city, the deputy city manager in the hierarchy, obviously there'd be the city manager, Joe Smolinski. Where do you fall underneath him? So I fall right underneath Joe. You're number two. I'm number two. Yes, sir. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm second uh, on that. Second in command. Yes. Okay. So if Joe's out of town. I'm the city manager. All right. Yeah. So he stays in town a lot. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Thank you. And you know, I was thinking about before you, uh, before you, you arrived. Yes. I was thinking, when's the last time I saw Shelley? And the 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 time that came to mind was at Big League Dreams. You presented to Leadership Mansfield. Okay. Now I believe Leadership Mansfield is in class twelve. Now and I was in class three. Oh, okay. Which means I have not seen you in nine years. Wow, that doesn't even seem possible. No. Yeah. No. Wow. Okay, you're right. I still but, participate in the leadership Mansfield. Still talk about the public-private partnerships during that class. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm. 
I'm loving your accent. So let's go back. Are you are you a native Texan? I am born and raised. Born and uh, born and raised where? In the Panhandle. I'm actually from a little bitty town just north of Amarillo, a small farming community of about two thousand people. Um, Sunray. Sunray, Texas. Uh huh. If you've ever been to Colorado and you get to Dumas, and you hang a left at the Packasack convenience store to go on to Colorado, if you were to go straight. You would uh, come uh, come into Sunray. Is this, so is that off of two eighty seven? It is actually off a little bit off the beaten path. I say you'd come okay. straight into it. You'd have to take yeah. a little farm to market road to get to Sunray. I always say, uh, if you're in Sunray, you're there for one of two reasons: you have family, you're from there, or you're so lost you really don't know where you're at. <laughs> Born and raised in Sunray, Texas. Yep, and. Uh, what was the name of the high school you went to? Sunray High School. Sunray Sun- High School. Sunray Independent School District. It had one high school, one elementary, one primary school. I graduated with uh, 39 people in my class. 29 of us were girls, so those poor 10 boys didn't have a chance. We uh, The girls all would rally together and vote for whatever we wanted for prom or whatever the vote was, the the boy, the ten boys in the class didn't, uh, didn't really have, have a chance. chance. They they did not. Nice, Sunray High School. Were you involved in extracurricular activities? Absolutely. If everybody in Sunray has to participate, or there's not enough to do whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. So everybody played a band. Everybody was on the you know basketball team, the track team. All the guys came out for football just in order to have enough to participate. Was that six-man football? It was actually Class 1A. Okay. Yeah. So, And I think the classes have changed since I graduated from high school, but it was, it was 1A, which was just above six-man. And you were in band? I was. Would you play? Uh, I played a couple of instruments. I played the I played the trumpet and uh, the mellophone and the French horn. So the school, so was, you had to, yeah. the school is so small. Hey, we, could, we're going to teach you to play trumpet, but we also need you to uh, do the xylophone. Or, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. A couple. Okay, uh, you are, it's a brass player. Yeah. When's the last time you played uh, either one of those? Nineteen eighty three, when I graduated. <laughs> I have not picked one up since. Were you a good student? I was a I was a good student in that um, you know, I had good grades. I might have been known as a little bit of the class clown. I would, but no. it was always in good fun. It was. It was. Um, but I was. I was a. I was a good student in high school. But I've I've been known to have to go to the principal's office because I did something <laughs> funny, and the, and the teacher thought it was disruptive. Um, I will tell you, it was funny. <laughs> Can you give us an example? You know, the last time I remember uh, getting sent to the principal's office, I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. A, little, a little too old to be getting sent to the principal's office, but I was trying to get the attention of the girl in front of me, and I had a ruler in my hand, and I meant to tap her on the head and just get her attention, and it whacked her, and it made a loud noise, and she grabbed, you know, grabbed the back of her head, and the teacher wasn't sure exactly what happened, and so I got sent to the principal's office. And assault. 
It was, <laughs> it was it was not meant to be that. I really did mean to just tap her, but yeah, it was it was a little louder. And she, being the nice friend that she was, said I, the teacher said, "What happened, Mary?" And he said, or she said, I, "I'm not quite sure." And there I sat with the ruler in my hand, and the teacher said, "Shelley, do you know what happened?" I said, "I'll just go on down to the principal's <laughs> office. I, I might have known." Give me the pass. I'll go. <laughs> yes. Um, Population of Sunray, Texas, back in 1983. Three? Uh, 1900. 1900. What yes. does one do on a Friday night in Sunray, Texas? You go if, the, if, if there's no football going, game going on. I was going to say, you go to the football game. Right. Yes. Otherwise, you drive into Dumas, and you go to the movie there, um, or you go you know, to the Pizza Hut. You know, Sunray has—they uh, don't even have a stoplight. Yeah. You know, it's a, a one main street. Are the now, streets paved? They are. Okay. They are. All right. There's only about 10 each way, east and west and north and south. But uh, what we would usually do is drag Main. And you up and down Main Street and you honk at each other. And then eventually you pull over at the grocery store parking lot or the Sunray Co-op parking the, lot. The Piggly Wiggly? Or, or? No, it was a IGA. It was an independent grocer. All right. I'm I'm looking this up right now and the first thing that came up in Sunray, Texas was a Dairy Queen. Yeah. Which it it seems like Dairy Queen made their empire on small towns like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And uh let's see. Yep, you're north of uh northeast of Dumas. Yes. There you are. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, I can see how you'd be lost if you were coming out of Amarillo because uh, yeah, that's that's quite a ways out of Amarillo. Wow, straight due north of Amarillo. Yes, and uh, kind of halfway between Amarillo and Texoma. Yes. Okay, that's correct. You, that's that's up there. It is. It is way up there in the Panhandle, and so what I enjoyed is. You know, you actually had four seasons. You you would get just a very warm summer, a beautiful fall, but it would snow there um, several times throughout the year. And then, you know, spring is nice and windy, tornado-like. Mm. So you had four very distinct seasons. So that was always fun. Did you grow up on a farm? I grew up in town, but my okay. grandfather was a farmer, and I worked on the farm for a long time. So Tornado Alley. Yes. Have have you seen a tornado? I have. The good thing about the panhandle is you can see them coming for miles away. So that's great. That's the good thing about the panel. I remember when I moved down here and there was a tornado warning the first time I was here in the spring. And yeah. I stepped out of my house to look and see. and Because that's what you do in Sunray. You step out and you look and you can see where it's at. And you can actually see it. Even if it's miles away, you sure. can see where it's at. And in the Metroplex, all I saw were homes and trees. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't see it. And it was a little more scary, you know. I would think so. A friend of mine is from Oklahoma. And, and, yeah. same, and yeah. same thing. I asked him that question. What do you do in the event of a tornado? He goes, we go out on the porch yeah. to see where it is, yes. whether we need to go into the uh, the tornado. Either the, the basement or a tornado shelter. The you, shelter is what I was have, thinking of. Yeah, some people have those in their backyard. I'm not sure. from around here, so I don't know the terminology. <laughs> that, uh, so, all right, let's go back to about 1982, 83. You're a senior in high school, and uh, what are you doing on your uh, um, uh, what are you doing on your homecoming night? 
Oh gosh, that's a lot of fun. The night, you know, the night before we would have a bonfire. Mm-hmm. The day before you have all the classes and there's a big parade and each class decorated a float. And uh, the thing about a panhandle and a parade is that they they may last only 10 minutes, but anybody who uh, all the classes decorated a float, all any farmer that had new equipment, you know, the yeah. bright, shiny, big tractors, they were in the parade. Um, of course, all your 4-H classes were, were in the parade and then um, class reunions. You know, the people that had come 10 or 20 years prior to that would be in the parade. And so you'd have a parade, then you'd have a, a bonfire. We'd have a barbecue dinner at mm-hmm. homecoming. And then, of course, on Friday night, you'd have the game. Are the mums as large and obnoxious in in Sunray, Texas, as they are around here? The, they were not. And I don't know if they still are. Maybe they are now okay. in, in, in Sunray at the homecoming. But um, no, when I was, I was in high school, it was uh, extravagant if you had a double mum. That was, oh, that's a big mom. Oh. But I see them now. I see all look the pictures. Look at Shelly of... with the double, the double mom. <laughs> yeah. Look at yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But did they're you, not. Did you have a double mom? I did. You did. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, that whole mentality, go big or go home. That's that, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The uh, the class clown had, yeah. a, had a double, <laughs> had a double mom. And... Um, so and obviously there was the homecoming football game and your senior year Sunray won the game. Maybe not. I don't I don't think we did. How funny. Okay. I don't recall that. Uh, yeah, I don't think we did though. Not okay. my senior year. What'd you do for your prom? You know, it's weird. When when I went to high school, there was not really a prom. We called it a banquet. Okay. Um, because of, you know, the... Oh, that's right. You had uh, 20 girls to 10 guys. It, yeah, uh, yeah. The, and so it was more of a banquet with a, a sit-down dinner. They really did not want dancing. Okay. You know, it was a little bit of a footloose kind of thing, uh, you know, analogy there. Even in the 80s. Yeah. And so... My younger sister, her class changed that. They said, "Look, we want to have a true prom, and we want there to be a dance." And so, our but our our uh, junior senior banquet was it was a ni- it was nice it was a nice meal and it was a great opportunity to you know get get pictures with your classmates and so that that's what it was like. You left Sunray presumably to go off to college. I or, did. All right, where'd we go to college? Uh, at West Texas State University. It's now West Texas A&M. That'd be in... Uh, Canyon. Uh, in Canyon, yes. right just south of Amarillo. Just south of Amarillo. And, I'm impressed that you know that. And uh, within uh, within smelling distance of Hereford. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You've been to the Panhandle. <laughs> I've been to Hereford. Oh, oh have you? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. Voluntarily. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, you're right. And if the wind is in the wrong direction, you, you, you get a smell of all the feedlot. That's right. But you yeah. know what? That's the smell of money. It is. That's what they'll tell you. That's, it is. That's right. One yeah. year uh, during spring break, I took my kids on a road trip and we were going to go uh, basically off and on. We were going to, uh, the, the trip was to explore Route 66. Okay. So we get up to Amarillo and our first stop uh, for overnight was about a half hour west of Amarillo. Don't remember what the the, the city is, but we got there and it's like it's like five o'clock at night. The sun's still up and and gosh, you know, we probably could have gone another couple of hours, but we check into the hotel. And now having just driven 
six hours. Sure. You know what? I de- I deserve a steak for <laughs> so. I'm thinking we could go a half hour back to Amarillo or we could go a half hour south to Hereford. Okay. And I take out Yelp and, oh, look at this. There's a steakhouse in this town called Hereford. I, and I had never heard of this town before. And and so we, all right, kids, get in the car. We're driving south. <laughs> oh, <laughs> only to find out it's a huge yeah. dairy town. It is. And, yeah. uh, Lots of feedlots. Yeah. yeah, but we uh, we had a good steak, good. and then we went to the movie theater, and, and you can Great. still smell cows <laughs> inside the movie theater. <laughs> and then we got out of Dodge the next <laughs> the next day. Never looked. What's what's the old uh, uh, the old song uh, uh, Lubbock in your rearview mirror? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. this was Hereford in the rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Mac Davis. That's an old that's, Mac Davis song. It's true. Yeah. Uh, West Texas A and M. I've been there as well Great. when my son did a two-week band camp. Oh, yes, absolutely. They're, it's they're, a big deal. Yeah. And they have a uh, they have a museum there. They do. Have you seen that? The, the, I, the, I have. It's right there on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of it. The High Plains Museum, maybe. Yeah. It's a great museum. I had first heard about it when, as I mentioned, I'm not from around here, yeah. so a great way to learn about the the ways and means of Texas is, is watching Texas Country Reporter. Mm-hmm. And they did a feature on this museum. Oh, good. On on the TV show. And uh, and so I, while I was up there, I went and visited. It's like, yeah, this is exactly the way it was on TV. And yeah. and it's it's a beautiful museum. It is. And you're right. I don't remember the name of the museum either. But yeah, uh, it, but it's there on campus. It is. You graduated with uh, your your major was uh, actually parks and recreation. Okay. Yeah, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in parks and recreation, and then I got my master's degree in kinesiology. Kinesiology, how? Yeah. Also from what is now? Uh, uh, yes, West Texas. Well, actually, when I started and graduated uh, with my bachelor's, it was West Texas State University. And then when I got my master's, uh, they had changed to West Texas A&M. My mom said, I've been in college so long, they changed names. It's time to get out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, were you also a class clown in, in college? I was. Uh, I enjoyed uh, making friends and uh, being social. Uh, and yep. so uh, I've been known to tell a few stories or, yeah, enter- entertain a little bit. I know that you came up through the city through the parks and rec department, so that kind of plays into your bachelor's. But it does. how does how did you how did you wind up in kinesiology? Well, so they didn't have a master's in kinesiology, uh, but it's the study of movement, right? And so a lot of uh, what you do in parks and recreation with sports and sporting events and how how your body moves. It was just a natural progression to go from bachelor's to master's in kinesiology. Just kind of. Uh, having an understanding of that, so okay, yeah. You took off then from college. Where'd you wind up? Uh, your 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 first professional job in your career? Well, actually, right after I graduated my bachelor's degree, oh. I went to work for the university, huh. and so I worked for the state, the university, um, for six years, and then 
I, you know, didn't go to didn't go to school. I did. I really finished my bachelor's degree. It, it took me five years because again, I, I enjoyed the social. They, they call that the victory lap. They do. I, I took a little victory lap That's there. It, okay. And uh, so I uh, got a job working for the university, but I didn't want to go to school. I just wanted to work, and so I worked for them for full time. And then I thought, I'm here on a college campus. I'm working for the college. I might as well go back and get my master's degree. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and I'm glad I did. And so then in 94, I graduated with my master's degree and came to the Metroplex mm. and went to work for the city of Garland in the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, what did you do for the city of Garland? I started out as a recreation specialist, which is entry level and mm-hmm. helping run a rec center and, you know, whatever that entails, planning classes, doing programs. Handing out Candyland and ping pong at the front desk, whatever <laughs> it entails. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what. And nowadays, you're handing out uh, pickleball paddles. And, yeah, and well, you know, this. they are at the rec center. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So this would have been Garland's equivalent to our Mac. Yes. The Mansfield Activity yes. Center. Now they and, had five and, recreation centers, oh, wow. and so and I, now they even may have more. Um, you know, again, this was you know twenty two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they they may have more now, but yes, it would be the same thing as uh, as the Mac. Yeah. What led you into Parks and Rec? That you know, why didn't you go into accounting or or pursue music or what? was it about Parks and Rec that you said, you know what, this is my my destiny? Yeah. And so I think a couple of things. Um, uh, while I was a, a good student, I don't know that I was a serious student. Yeah. I could make the grades and pass the test, but I don't know if I really thought about a plan of this is what I want to be or this is, you know, the, um, I just, I was, you know, a, a good student, just not, I don't think I was very seriously focused on a career, yeah. you know, I was just taking the classes I liked and what did, and finally got down to working with my uh, advisor and said, look, I, I need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, I need to graduate and I'm going into my fifth year, you know, and actually when I was going into my fourth year and they, I said, let's start looking at what my options are. And they're like, apparently you like taking parks and recreation classes. Why don't we stick with that? And so I did. I thought, okay, yeah, that does make sense. I like that. I like sports. I like programming. I love special events. You know, so I liked that. That, That's what drew me to that. And then when it really got down to the nuts and bolts of it, I was like, I got to get out. How many classes do I have that I need to get so I can graduate? So so, by your fourth year, when you're talking with your advisor, you still had not declared a major. I had not. Wow. Yeah, I'd gone, I had uh, switched a few times. I I thought education. I thought, you know, I'll go into education. My older sister is an educator. And I thought, well, that might be good. And it just, that wasn't my thing. And so then I kind of just tried, I tried accounting or economics or just tried to see, you know, really what it is. And so uh, finally, I had to (laughs) declare, when I was at the point, I had to declare a major. I was like, yeah. And I, I realized I do like that. I do enjoy that. And so it was a good major, and it's been a good career. How long were you at Garland? Six years. And that led you to? That led me to Mansfield. Mansfield. Yeah. Welcome to Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. I did do. Um, I did work for the city of Southlake for a brief time, but mm-hmm. realized um, I enjoyed my role better and had an opportunity to move up and uh, where I was at in Garland, so I went back there. I was in Southlake for less than a year, and so 
you know, you learn a little bit about yourself and you learn a, a little bit about, you know, how, how the world works. And sure. so you think, okay, I'm, this might be a better fit for me back in Garland. So I did, I did six years there and then that led me to Mansfield. What was your title when you moved to Mansfield? Okay. And and again, I was you're you're working your way up the uh, sure up now the Parks and Rec ladder. What, that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What was your position when you were hired? Recreation superintendent. So I was in ta- charge of all the recreation uh, that uh, the city had at the time. And when I came, the Mac was under construction. Mm. Um, that was August of two thousand. And uh, the MAC would open in May of 2001. So it was under construction, and we were building a recreation department. And so, yes, you're right. That was, you know, from recreation specialist. And then when I came back to Garland, I was uh, a what they called a, a youth teen coordinator. I did all the youth and teen programming. Mm-hmm. And then in Mansfield was the recreation superintendent. One of the the best experiences that that both of my kids had was taking martial arts at the Mac. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Thank you for telling me that. Every uh, uh, every Saturday morning. Yeah. And what a great way to start the weekend. Yeah. We're talking with Deputy City Manager Shelley Lanners, and we will pick up part two next week right here on the podcast. As always, this is the place where you can hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry, Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.